All right, friends, family, team, it's season 10, episode 7 of the Washed Up Podcast. We start off with the Game 7 recap of the Heat versus Celtics into our predictions and what we think to come for the Denver-Miami final. The Vegas Knights advance on to play the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup Finals. We talk about the NHL playoffs, leading us into some non-sports to get the creative juices flowing, some would-you-rathers, what-would-you-do's, TV, movie, world news, into the WNBA and how good the Sky are in a rebuild, and the MLB, which nobody really knows anything about, but we're going to do our best to tell you how to gamble on it. Season 10, Episode 7. Let's get it. You can come get me. I'm in the all right welcome back to the washed up podcast season 10 episode 7 you heard it all before <laughs> episode 7 game 7 and the heat go to the finals yeah, I mean, I don't. I guess there was one exciting game, Game Six. Yeah, was the most exciting game of them all. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've had this time to collect my thoughts and think about it. And there's so much shit that I want to get into. Um, Bam lame. Yeah, is that that's what you wrote? Yeah, Bam is lame. Yeah, I totally agree. He's the worst jump shooter in the history of the game. I'm very aware that he's a big, but. The value on his first baskets are so good every fucking game. <laughs> yeah. and I've taken him a plethora of times. Yeah. A lot of the time I think about a jump shooter, and then I think about a guy who can get a tip-in or an alley-oop on like a lack or of like a back-cut layup. Right. Right. But this motherfucker wants to take elbow jumpers all the time to start mm. the game. And he is, hands down, the worst jump shooter I've ever seen play the game of basketball. <laughs> As a starter. Yes. No, no. Even all, all the time. Every single one of them. Ever. Because even, like, you think about, like, a, a 12th guy off the bench and Luke Cornett mm-hmm. or Boban. Like, he's got to be a worse jump shooter than him. He doesn't shoot him. No. Bam is shooting these shots with confidence. And I'd love to have his confidence at some points. Yeah. Because I don't know what the fuck he sees in practice or in the game or in tape or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's I've seen him hit the rim by itself <laughs> maybe twice. Every other time, it's backboard and rim or rim and backboard or like wedged into the between. Yeah, yeah it's off bad if he is shooting it and it doesn't just go in somehow. It's it's uh, going to go a couple feet. Yeah, and then when he had to come out of the game, everyone was like, oh, the Heat are going small here. I'm like, who's big on the Celtics? Right. I mean, Jason Tatum for his position is huge. He's 6'9". Okay, they have Caleb Martin, and yeah. he's 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 guarding Jimmy Butler anyways, and he's not even like this all world defender. Yeah, and so he's not going to guard um, Bam anyways. Yeah, so Bam's going up against Al Horford and Robert Williams. Robert Williams, really good defender, not very good on offense, or they mm-hmm. don't even try and use him on offense. They don't. So Bam being out of the lineup in this series didn't mean a fucking thing. Right. 
And I don't want to, like, Bam should be able to take over a game in the post, but he just never does. So I'm very confused on why he doesn't want to do that. I saw him jag a layup when he was wide open. Mm -hmm. It's like, dunk it. I would love to have his confidence in his brain, but what he needs to heighten is his realization of how fucking strong and how big he is. And his fuck you mentality. Right. And, like, if I were to go play, so I'm 28 years old. Bam is 25. Yeah. Al Horford, 36. Right. Uh, If somebody 11 years older tried to guard me and pick up basketball, he would not be able to. Correct. So the fact that Bam is getting stopped in his tracks at 25 years old by Grandpa Horford is concerning on a lot of levels. And that plays a huge part into why I think this series loss from the Celtics is so bad. It's not good. Nobody's talking about it enough about how bad it is. All they're going to talk about is Game 7 mm-hmm. and the fact that Jason Tatum rolled his ankle, which is very real, and it yeah. sucks. It happens in sports. Somebody else has to pick it up. Jalen Brown didn't. We'll get to all that. Yeah. Derek White, ugly but great. Great. Great? I put great with a question mark. I'm putting great with a period. Okay. And here's why. People talk about heat culture all the time and what it is. But last year, what were we talking about? Celtics culture. Playing really good defense, but also really good offense. Yeah, efficient offense. Yeah. Derek White was the only guy to do that in this whole entire series. Yeah. It seemed when he just got into the lane, the ball was going to go in. Right. If he made it into the lane, he was scoring. All those extra effort plays. The biggest one of the fucking series is him saving the game in game six. Mm -hmm. He was doing everything that the Celtics did last year, but he was the only guy to do it. And he has a cap of how far and how much he can help your team, but he did absolutely everything that he could do. I agree. I think if you, not that he was the Rondo-esque, but he kind of was for when it was Pierce, KG, and then Ray Allen as well. Like, he was doing his part just as much, and then just so happened that his names on his team weren't. Yeah, and... I'm kicking them while they're down, which is fine. I don't give a fuck about the Celtics. Yeah. Um, they flop so <laughs> much. Yeah, do you see how far Marcus Smart went a couple times? It's it's so bad. Like He's bad not only for the NBA, but he's bad for them, too, because he's not a point guard. No. I don't know what he is. Right. Everyone's talking about what do the Celtics need to do. Number one, get him off your team. And get people who can guard positions, have a position, and have a reason to be on the floor. Yeah. Because I still don't... Jason Tatum, great basketball player. But what's his thing? Getting buckets. Sure. Yeah. But like, KD, a scorer. Right. Jimmy Butler, a leader. Right. Michael right. Jordan, the best thing. to ever do it. Yeah. Kobe, Mamba mentality. What's yeah. Jason Tatum's thing? Yeah, we still got to find that out. And it's Sure, he gets sucks. 30 points. Yeah. But like... And it sucks. That he yeah. got injured. But here's the thing that, again, nobody's talking about. They threw three duds in a row. Mm-hmm. Nobody lost the three games out of, outside of the Celtics. The Celtics lost three games. Jason Tatum is their best player. Mm-hmm. So to say, oh, he got injured in game seven, they sh- no one expected them to be there. Yeah, it shouldn't have been in a game seven in some ways. Right. So I get it. It comes down to series, and it's like, don't 
you can't discredit the Miami Heat for taking it to seven games. But in the way that it happened, mm-hmm. you sort of can't. And you can blame Jason Tatum. Right. This series is on him. He's their best player. Regardless if you're hurt or not, you're going to get the blame. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, we still don't know who Jason Tatum is. Right. And I, th- and people are going to be like, I'm going to keep reiterating this, but it's still, it makes sense. People are like, oh, well, we don't know who he is because of getting injured in game seven. No, there was one, oh. two, and three <laughs> where they threw fucking duds. Yeah, and he's been 82 games up to this point. We still don't know who he is. Right. And we just know that he's a good basketball player. Right. But what's his thing? What's he, what's he the best at? I don't know. I don't know. They were just, they were just too inconsistent. They, and what is his quintessential attribute? Why are you here, Jason Tatum? Yeah. Yeah. He's the quintessence of what? And we never root for injuries, but I did say out loud, typical Duke guy <laughs> <laughs> getting injured in game seven. So I, uh, so Tatum's injury, I was watching, uh, like streaming it for the first half and it started lagging and I was like, I can't mentally do this. I'm so behind and it's tweaking my brain out. Yeah. So I went and go sat at a bar by myself, and there was these two, like, TV dads. Uh-oh. Like, the recliner dads. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking, not loudly, but they were not trying to talk to each other. Right. They were talking to the world mm-hmm. about the game. And when I got in, the, they were talking, and I was like, oh, maybe, like, this guy played or something, because he's, he's got an opinion on everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. And as I started listening more and watching – this was all in the second half. He's saying all these things. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, where, where are you getting these yeah. ideas? And it didn't click until he started asking what the number six outline on the floor was. Yeah, that he has no idea. He has, and it took me, him asking three times to the guy next to him, Wait, what? so yeah. what's with the six? Yeah. And I finished my drink and I just go, it's Bill Russell. Yeah. And he goes, that's it. I knew it. <laughs> I love that out of him, though. <laughs> He was like, I knew it was something. Yeah, obviously it was something. Yeah. And so later on, they show Tatum's injury, like, going into the fourth. And, like, Tatum had made a three-pointer, and he was like, that was one for six in his last attempts or something. And the guy goes, stop showing the injury. That was an hour ago. He's just having an off night. I, go, I almost lost it yeah, on this I guy. Mean, I was that- like, the outside of his ankle touched the floor. Right, the injury it is the one of the few that progressively gets worse through time. Yeah, and <laughs> if you keep playing on it, yeah, the second you do, you're gonna be injured. You're gonna be hurt. Yeah, and you do, you do got to give him kudos for trying to play through it. Of 100%. course, one hundred percent. Because even with an injured or a rolled ankle Tatum, they're a better team mm-hmm. than without him. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of his injury, though, where the fuck is the shit that Aaron Rodgers takes at halftime? this happened on the first play of the game yeah and Aaron Rodgers goes in in like the third quarter and then comes out in the fourth and is a whole new person right Julius Peppers lands on his shoulder and the next thing you know he throws three more touchdowns right what's happening I don't know what's going on there where is it ayahuasca no, I know what it is. It's fucking the steroids that they shoot into. <laughs> cortisone. Them, not cortisone. Right. I don't know if the NBA doesn't allow it. I don't know if the Boston Celtics didn't have it. I don't know if Jason Tatum <laughs> thought things were going to get better. Ah, we're out. Yeah, right. <laughs> it would be such a funny story to be like, Boston medical staff didn't have painkillers <laughs> for Jason Tatum. They pulled open the drawer empty. Yeah, and I don't know, since it's not like a ligament thing, I don't know if you can shoot cortisone into it and make it better. Yeah, but we're not doctors. No, we're not. That's 
that's that's the bewilderment for this week. Sounds like we should be. <laughs> we should. Yeah. Um, Caleb Martin might be just the best guy on the floor at certain points. Absolute joke that he doesn't win Eastern Conference Finals, Finals MVP. One hundred percent. Jimmy could care fucking less about this award, and so could majority of the public. Right. But he was plus 2,200 mm-hmm. going into the game. Mm-hmm. And then he drops almost 30. They win the game by 20. Every time the game got close, who made a shot? Caleb Martin. Every single time. Mm-hmm. And for the way that everybody's talking about this is that Game 7 was the only game of the series. I know. So let's, be, let's take that literally. He was the best player on the floor last night. Yes, he was. And I'm not taking away from Jimmy Butler whatsoever. He does a lot of the things that mm-hmm. they need him to do, and he's done it all year. But last night, Caleb Martin was the star of the show. Yeah. And we always talk about what have you done for me lately. The MVPs of this kind of caliber thing, it's always what have you done for me lately. If you went off for game one, two, and three, not even a close. Right. Not even close to being MVP. Right. But if you went off in Game 7, you're in contention. But also, the award is Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Where are you putting that on your mantle? Give this guy who just got on the screen, Jimmy Butler, the Finals MVP. Right. If you're thinking about a collective of the team, which is perfectly fine. And that's the name of the award, and that's the game of the award. Right. But this Eastern Conference Semifinals is exactly what it says it is. Right. Give it to the guy who you didn't think was going to help lead this team to the next round. Yeah. And it is like, if there wasn't, if you weren't able to bet on it, we wouldn't be having this conversation. No, absolutely not. But the fact that it is, and the fact that they give it to Jimmy Butler is like, okay, yeah. it's a little fishy there. Yeah, a guy I know right before Tip put on like 30 bucks on Caleb Martin MVP to win like a grand. Yeah, and I and had a buddy. Like, this was rigged. I had a buddy <laughs> do it too, and the whole game, I'm like, oh my God. What if? What if I tell them? What What if if? I tell them this is a for sure thing? And then at the end of the game, Van Gundy, the first thing he says is that they should give this one to Caleb Martin, but they're probably going to give it to Jimmy Butler. The first thing he said. (laughs) For a guy who talks about the most ludicrous shit during the game. Right. The first thing he says is that. Right. Sketchy. Yeah. And I didn't even have any money on it. Yeah, 100%. And I was thinking about it. I just couldn't find it in time. Well, that also happened to me. I have limits on every single app now, every mm-hmm. single one of them, mm-hmm. from Caesars to Hard Rock to FanDuel to Barstool. Instagram. To Instagram, too, <laughs> yes. And I couldn't get any money in, but all weekend, if we need the receipts, I was just like, all signs are pointing towards the Celtics. Yeah. They come back from 3-0. They're mm-hmm. going back home. All the momentum is in their favor. Yep. But also what people didn't realize, which I said last week, is you don't know what Celtics team you're getting. You also don't know what Miami Heat team you're getting. So I was right. like, okay, then we'll just, it's a 50-50 shot. Mm-hmm. Why not take the team with the value? Right. And I couldn't get money in. And if, even if I could, it probably would have lost. Yeah, if you got <laughs> it in, 100%. Um, I will, I'll just say it now. Vegas in the Heat, I had a parlay that was plugged in. And it was only like plus five thirty-five, and I was like, "That's not enough." I can add a couple things to this. <laughs> Added like five people to get a hit, and Ronald Lacuna and Shohei Otani don't want to get a hit. Oh my god! 
That was twenty bucks for fifteen hundred. And if you went to the game tonight of Angels versus White Sox, Show Show Tony's gonna have four for four. He's probably pitching too. <laughs> Fucking crazy. But hold on, I forgot to make a point about the Eastern Conference semifinal thing. It's gonna sound crazy coming from me, from being a Michael Jordan guy, being a Kobe lover too. Mm-hmm. Is like on to the next game. This shit means nothing. Don't win celebrates Eastern Conference Finals. I wish Jimmy was a little happier with what happened. He didn't even smile at all. And then I'm like, okay, this is even more reason to give it to Caleb Martin. Right. This guy doesn't give a fuck. No. And another point to Bam being lame. Grabbed the trophy immediately. Yeah. I love that. Held it up. Got super excited. And later on, there was a video that came out of him, like, trying to hand it to Jimmy. And he was like, I don't want it. I'll hold on to the next one. Yeah. And I get that. But you also just, like. Game seven in Boston, you won. Yeah, just like hoist it. Come on. Yeah. It's not yeah. gonna hurt anybody's feelings or yours or your right. chances. You to can do it nonchalantly. It One hand, just palm it up there for a second. Right. Cause this most serious guy who comes and plays at the rec league mm-hmm. is like he'll dominate for three quarters. But in the end, regardless yeah. of the score, he's sitting there thinking about his game while we're all <laughs> like, All right, I'll meet you at the bar in twenty minutes. Right. He doesn't win in the end. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No. <laughs> He's focused on next week. Exactly. <laughs> we, we don't. We, we, we only don't have tomorrow. Yeah. We don't even have tomorrow. We only have right now. We only have today. But maybe that's that mentality that gets him past the Nuggets. Yeah. Mm. To Jimmy's mentality. So he uh, was working out with this guy whose name is Mike Smith. Mm-hmm. Mike Smith hooped at Fenwick, mm-hmm. which is in Oak Park and in then the Columbia. Area. Yeah. Then he went to Columbia. Um, the col- the university, and then transferred to Michigan, Mike did. And now he plays overseas. He's been friends with Jimmy Butler throughout the entirety. As soon as the game ends, Jimmy's going to the sideline. Yeah. And the camera's following him, and I'm like, oh, it's like it's got to be family. It's got to right. be like maybe grandma made it. I don't know. It's Mike Smith. Yeah, it was so cool. And he dabs up Mike Smith right after winning. Game seven in Boston. That's a level of friendship that I don't even know if I have currently. Yeah. To put myself in that sho- in those shoes, I, I, I know that the highest level of that I've ever been is an Illinois baseball state championship. Yeah. But I would, re- I would shake my opponent's hand before giving my mom a hug. Right. So for him to go dab up Mike Smith before Jason Tatum... Right, it's insane. That's a wild thing to happen. Yeah. And I was, like, blown away. I was like, good for them, like, that they have this bond. But, like, that's a crazy level yeah. of friendship. At, at the end of it, it's just, it's just so cool. Jimmy Butler's so cool. He's impossible not to root for. Right. And it's taken away from being, I want him to be happier after the game. <laughs> right. But it is, like, just the people who got you there, he's always been the same guy. Mm-hmm. He is the epitome of on the court. Role model, one hundred percent. I don't, I don't know what he does off the court, but I'm just saying, like, when I say things like that, people are like, "Oh, what about LeBron James?" I'm like, I've made it very clear he's yeah. the greatest off the court athlete ever. Mm-hmm. But for everything in a teammate, in a leader, being passed around the league, nobody believes that these upper management are the problem, and it's not Jimmy. People are like, "Oh, is it a Jimmy problem?" It's like, who has he left? The Bulls, the Timberwolves, and the Sixers. Sixers just fired their coach. The Bulls fucking stink. And the Minnesota Timberwolves are the Minnesota Timberwolves. Right. They still have Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. He's on their team. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It the just, worst name that's a, like an NBA known name mm-hmm. 
player ever. Carl Anthony Towns. No doubt. Yeah. He would have passed the name test? Yeah. Coming Cat. out of college. Yeah, I mean, if you're... But he's absolutely ruined it. If your initials spell a word, pretty Su- neat. Super cool. Pretty neat. It's super cool. Yeah. So he passes the name test, but he doesn't pass the eye test. Right. So then now he pass- doesn't pass the name test. Yeah. It's almost impossible to fail the name test after <laughs> passing it. <laughs> like, we'll just blindly love you forever because right. of your name. Cats mm-hmm. made us not. Right. Like the video of Baker Mayfield not being able to hit people and just running routes. Yeah. Well, he's also throwing to fullbacks. Yeah. <laughs> and he that also was tough. But look, he though. will never not pass the name test. Exactly. Never. You could fail the eye test a million times, Baker. Your name still carries weight. But um, even after speaking so highly of Jimmy Butler and proving everybody wrong, and as much as I wish he could prove everybody wrong, this series is five games max against the Nuggets. The only way I think the Heat could get a game from the Nuggets is game one because of the rest versus rust thing. Mm -hmm. The Nuggets have been sitting on their ass. Not sitting on their ass. I'm sure they're practicing. I'm sure they're working out. But nothing gets you prepared like a game does and playing games. For a week now. And the Heat have won the first game, I think, every series. Yeah. Now that makes me really want to take the Nuggets. Game I think, one. right? Yeah. Or did they get stunned by... No, I think no, they, they beat the stunned Bucks. Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, in the first game. Yeah. Stunned uh, Celtics. And no, the Knicks won the first game. Oh, yeah, the playing game. Yeah. Damn, Knicks Super Bowl. <laughs> no, Knicks was the second round. Yeah, but the... Nikola Jokic's numbers against the Heat is is mind-boggling, but here's the here's the thing. I'm going to reiterate it, but on the other side. The Miami Heat also threw three duds in this series. Yeah. Four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. Just because they win game seven, you can't forget about those games. Right. Who has looked consistent? All playoffs. Nuggets. Yeah, and they're going up against a team that you don't know who they're going to be. Right. The Nuggets are by far the best team that's been on the court for these playoffs. Right. And people were like, oh, well, the Celtics were super favored against the Miami, so don't sleep on them. They shouldn't have been, obviously. <laughs> yeah, naturally. If I'm noticing that I we don't know who the Celtics are, I did say that neither of these series were going to go more than five games. But we do have on record me telling you, we don't know what Celtics team is coming out. No. So, like, yes, they won the series, but they still should be heavily, heavily the underdog. Yeah, by far. Because if Michael Porter Jr. is your third option and Jokic is going to get a triple-double every game because Bam doesn't want to rebound, nobody really rebounds rebounds on the Heat. Sure, people pad some stats and get the rebounds, but Jokic is going to get a triple-double probably before the fourth in every game. Yeah, I think they're going to just annihilate them. Yeah, I think it'll be hard-fought, and I hope that some games are close. Because yeah, I would love six. That's, I would love six. That's my worry. Like, yeah. I'm hoping that the games are close, but I really can't see how they are. Yeah, and Denver not clinching the finals in Denver doesn't seem, like, possible. If they have three wins going back to Denver for game five, it's not going to a sixth game. Yeah, right. right. The only chance is if the Heat can get two, one at home and one in Denver. Only chance is what has happened to the Heat every series. Giannis went down, then Tatum goes down. Yeah. But here's the thing. 
this is a two-headed monster. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray is carrying his weight, and we're not worried. Like, if Jokic went out, yeah, we'd be scared, but we know Jamal Murray can carry the weight. We didn't know, and we still don't know, if Jalen Brown can. Right. Maybe he can, maybe he can't. We know Jamal Murray can carry the weight. Yeah. But also, Nikola Jokic doesn't play a style of basketball where he's injury prone. Right. And Jamal Murray, his value goes way up with the style of ball that Jokic plays. Of course. So... If he needs to carry the weight, it's only because a lot of it's being double teamed. Right, and like we previously talked about, if the Heat have to go small against the Celtics, it's not going to kill you. But against the Nuggets, it's going to kill you. Yeah, Bam almost has to be on the floor all times. Right, and he can't. And he won't. Right. Is he, I mean, is, is he going to shoot the ball over Nikola Jokic? No. No, and he's going to take jump shots. Is and he going to move Nikola Jokic in the post? No. Absolutely not. Maybe he figures it out the series. <laughs> Maybe series. he's got something that he thinks he can do that we haven't seen yet, but I, I feel like it should have been whipped out before. Right. And so the Heat's strengths are Jimmy Butler at about the 20 to 30 point range, almost 10 assists, and six to eight, seven rebounds. Mm-hmm. And then sporadic but timely shooting in the Celtics series. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets have all of that, and Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Yep. And they, Michael Porter's your third option. Right. But so and Aaron Gordon. Their surrounding pieces are almost as good as the Heat's team, minus Jimmy Butler. So I'm giving you two superstars in the Nuggets, and you only get one with the Heat, and then the surrounding cast is damn near the exact same. Right. If you replace Jokic with just Aaron Gordon, and it's Aaron Gordon versus Bam, those two are kind of the same. Exactly. But now you have probably the best player in the NBA right now. Yes. And that team. Yes. That could beat or could compete without him. Right. Taking You take Jimmy Butler and Jamal Murray out of the series. Yeah. Then what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Lie down. Yeah. Wave the white flag before it even happens. So, of course, you look at these series, and you're like, the Heat are beating people, and you don't want to look stupid, but there's no logical way that they can win this series. Mm-hmm. And we have this on tape. We could rewind it, and I could sound super dumb, but i i don't have I don't have a dog in this race Either to feel this way, to feel biased towards anybody. Yeah, and I don't want to. It's not even enough of a payout for me to bet the Heat to win this series, and I feel like I would be throwing money away. Right. There's a guy that I was following for a little bit, Mister Plus Money. He's got. He put a one hundred dollar future on the Heat before the playoffs happened. It's one hundred to win twenty one hundred dollars. Or twenty one grand, mm-hmm. and the cash out right now is like three, almost four yeah. k. <laughs> yeah, and it was at like nine at some point, and he didn't take it ever. And then right before the game seven, it was <laughs> it was at like seven hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, cash outs are are because they don't want to lose money. Yeah, they I know would, there's a slim chance, right? But there's not a great chance mm-hmm. of you to win this bet. But they'd rather have you look at it and be like, okay, I can cash out. I would take the three grand right now. Right, but it's not even enticing. Mm-mm. Three grand or 2100 you're like, okay, I might as well just give it my chances. Yeah. Maybe the Heat can win game one, and that goes up to like five grand. Yeah, maybe not even that. Yeah, maybe goes up to 4-2. That's just showing you where <laughs> this series is going. Yeah. So, uh, Denver and five is what we're saying as a pod. Yeah. I would not be surprised if it was a sweep, though. Yeah. I hope it's not. I want there to be some sort of question. If he win game one, I will bet Denver to win 4-1. 
The gentleman sweep. The only thing also, which I talked about last week, is that the Denver Nuggets haven't played a team that plays defense. That is true. Like, well-orchestrated defense. Right. The Lakers made it to the playoffs by doing that, but then against the Lakers, they fucking killed them. So, mm-hmm. like, if you want to give props to the Lakers, I won't. I think they played awful the whole entire series. Mm-hmm. But even if you wanted to give props to the Lakers, then you're like, okay, the Nuggets have played a good defense. Yeah. That's the only argument for the Heat. But the Lakers' Caleb Martin, which was D'Angelo Russell, was nowhere to be found in that series. Yeah. But now Caleb Martin's coming off a series where he played great and didn't get rewarded anything. Right. How do you think that's going to make him feel? Except a couple of high fives and a good job. Yeah. Which I'm sure he's very happy. Yeah, about. but he's <laughs> taking pretty it. sure he went undrafted. Yeah. They all did. Yeah. The, the whole, whole entire, the whole entire <laughs> Miami Heat game. Sort of Jimmy Butler. Yeah. No, he didn't get drafted at all. No, never. Definitely not by one of ours. <laughs> um, so, NHL. The Vegas Knights handled bidness last night. They sure as hell did. Where did it end up? 6 nothing or 7 nothing? Bidness. 6 nothing. And I was looking at it, so naturally, like, the Heat and the Knights were my first two clicks of the betting last night. And um, I did sprinkle a little bit on each of them separately, but, like, the the parlay was why I was watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really wanted to do minus, like, alt spread minus one and a half for the Knights, but I was like, that's going to make the whole thing lose. Right. But holy shit, did they come out and just wallop. There was never a time when it looked like, oh, maybe the Stars will figure something out. Yeah. Every time I re-looked at it or was watching the game and looked down, looked back up, different score. Right. And this is the another series where it's going to be rest versus rust. It looked like last night that Vegas was like, all right, let's play a couple more games, make Florida <laughs> sit at home for a little bit longer. Right. Because the way they played last night, it was like they could just turn it on and beat them whenever they wanted. Right. I know that's probably not the case. But that's what it looked like last night. Yeah, that is very fair because the idea of you just like, can we just take this game off? We'll get our skate in. This will be our bullpen session. Yeah. Let's get a little movement going. Let's make sure. Let's try and change some things. Let's move efficiently and just lose. Yeah. Like dash from the Incredibles, come in second, make it close. And then just when you're ready to move on, wallop them and don't make it even a conversation that the Stars could have won. Exactly. Yeah. And then game six shows up and they're like, all right, guys. So that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> that's 100% what happened. There's no other explanation. You can't lose six to Delta in an NHL playoff game. No, absolutely not. So Florida, Vegas, Miami, Denver. Florida has a chance to lose two championships in two weeks. Yeah. Or in win, about two weeks. Or win two. Yeah. <laughs> My... My predictions are going the other way. Um, I think this series has potential, but it couldn't be more opposite from the NBA series. Agreed. Like, the Nuggets are the Knights. Right. And they swept. And Florida was like, if the Miami Heat swept mm-hmm. the Celtics. Right. For people who do, who needed it in basketball terms. Right. The Both both Florida teams had the same mentality going, had the same thought about them going into the playoffs. Yeah, and then one swept, and then one went to seven. Right. Now, I know Vegas didn't go to seven, but if they wanted to, they could have. They just decided <laughs> they, they, they only wanted They wanted to game. get there. Yeah, they wanted a rest day. Um, I need Vegas to win for credibility purposes. That is true. They were in my list of Florida Panthers, were on my list of teams that will never win. And I'm going to contradict myself because I'm not sleeping on Florida. I'm not. No. I mean, they just keep doing – they just keep winning. Yeah, and they're fun. Like, they're electric. And Vegas, in and of itself, 
is electric. It's the city with the most electricity, I have to imagine. Yeah. With all the slot machines. (sighs) So many just uh, bell ringing noises. So what I want from the Denver-Miami series is at least one win from Miami to make it a finals. Yeah. What I want in the Vegas-Florida Stanley Cup finals is 19 goals a game. Yeah. I want zero defense being played with a couple of hard hits along the way. Yeah. I want these goal-scoring teams to do what they've done the entire time. If I see a couple 2-1s, 1-0, I'm going to be bummed. Me too. Get me 6-4. Give me 5-8. Like, something that like doesn't look that like... Potential. Give me the score that doesn't look like it's a hockey game. Because Dallas, like, is a low-scoring team just in general. And then... Dallas is a low-scoring city. Of course. And Vegas has been high-flying all series. Them versus the Oilers was the fucking best series so far. That was. Florida's been scoring a ton of goals, too. But they just played against the Hurricanes, who was a low-scoring team. So now they just clash in the middle. And I think what you want is going to happen. Now, I think water always finds its mean or whatever. The Water always finds its surface or whatever they say. Water always finds its level. Yeah, sure. Um, Especially in sports, too. Um, I think we'll see it in the Heat Nuggets series, and I think we'll see it here. But in hockey, it's so much different. Like, I feel like you have so much more control, and the lucky bounces and shit just doesn't happen that much in basketball because there isn't a border surrounding <laughs> the fucking uh, like, the, yeah. the court. You yeah. can't hit each other. There aren't sticks or goalies. Yeah. If you block the ball, it's goaltending. <laughs> so... I think this this series has more potential of going seven games. I think it will be really interesting, but I do think Vegas pulls it out in the end just because of the firepower. And them being there and not winning it last year or two years ago? Last year? Two. Two years ago. Two years ago. So, I think they do pull it out. But I think it does go seven games. I think it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, I would love for this to go game seven. couple OTs sprinkled in there. Let's have some fun with this one. I agree. But I do like Vegas. Me too. Because I did say winner of Vegas, Edmonton, has to win. I think I agreed with you. Yeah, you did. You 100% did. Let's fucking go Knights. Let's go Knights. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. I came up with a question. This is a what would you do? Um, Mm -hmm. We were walking to dinner and like a car like scooted in front of some people. And I just, my mind started racing. So, let's say you and me somehow just had to fight. Like, I don't know what we're fighting over, but you knock me unconscious. Okay. And I have to go to the hospital. Okay. I'm fine. But while evaluating me, they find something life-threatening. And it saves my life. If you're in that position, are you friends with the person that put you in the hospital? Or are you like, no, they beat the shit out of me for no reason? Of course, I would still be friends with that person who I saved agree. my life. Even though they didn't mean to, they still did, and I'd be thankful for it, and it would be a blessing in disguise. Now, originally, I thought this question was poised as, like, you knew somehow that I needed to beat your ass to save you. No, no, but no, But now, no. since it's before we just decided to fight and I knocked you out, the only logical way for us to still be friends is if you knock me out. But I don't let you. Right. You, you just can't go around still being friends with one person knocking the other out. Right. If we just fought and blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, that's a tough way to be friends still. Right. So adding into the fact that 
the person you beat the sh- your friend that you beat the shit out of has to go to the hospital because you beat him up so bad, get a stitch or two. But while they're being evaluated, the doctor finds something life-threatening and immediately halts it and saves his life. Uh, I yeah. think you get so out of that, the hospital and you go give that friend the hug for beating the shit out of you. Of course, you do give him a hug, but then you say, okay, hold on, I got to knock you out in case there's something <laughs> wrong with you. <laughs> and then it's a win-win all around. Yeah, I was trying to argue for the other side because I feel like your life was saved, even though you got your ass whooped. Your life was saved. That person needs to be in your life. Absolutely. They still need to definitely be in your life. But to be best friends again, I know. I mean, you st- you still saved my life. Right. Like, so that's like, the biggest thing. Until you get your life saved, you would never know. But my yeah. aunt once saved my life, and I'll forever be in debt to her. Right. So even though I knocked you out, you're still in debt to me. So, yes, you don't need to fight again. Right. I think there's the, the debt cancels out. Exactly. Right, because you beat, the, beat my ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, in turn, saved my life. I am now, I'm no longer in debt to you. you. You got to kick my ass. Yeah, but it would, it would only work if it saved your life. And I think the only way that a person would say, no, I'm not being friends with them, is an ego. Yeah, absolutely. That you couldn't be friends with somebody who could beat you up. Yeah. I just wasn't thinking about the, like, really saving your life part. Until I remembered that I got my life saved. You got your life saved? My aunt saved my life when I was like four years old. I jumped into to a pool. I can remember it like it was yesterday. You know, you're, you're like looking up at a pool and yeah. the sun's beating down. You can't really see anything because of all the chlorine. Mm-hmm. I just remember her jumping in. Oh, wow. And then I found out a couple of years ago. She was like, yeah, I saved your life. I thought I was just fucking around. She was like, no, you were going to die. Holy shit. Yeah. And I was wow. also, I fell on my concrete stairs when I was young and I was an inch away from having brain problems. I was an inch, that was like a millimeter or something away from my temple. So like even on my worst days, I just remember that kind of thing. <laughs> that you could have died a couple yeah, times. But then it also, for a little while I would think about it, I was like, wow, you really haven't taken advantage of this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> but I threw that out the window really quickly. Real fast. Yeah. Damn. Well, we're glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And I hope we never have to fight. <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> what would you do if you saw a young Brady in the pool that obviously was drowning? <laughs> Learn your fucking lesson, you little twat. Yeah. No, I, was actually I thought a really fat helps kid, you float, though. I, I, this, I was four. I was fucking chiseled. <laughs> Dude, it, makes me, it made me so mad when I was fat. I was like, I was born to be this chiseled dude. Like, and, uh, I should, People stop my mom in the mall all the time. And we're like, you should actually like call Gap or whatever and see if he could be a model. I swear to God, I was a beautiful little kid. I believe it. I was, but it's hilarious how you're talking. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But I that sounds like something a fat kid says. (laughs) I was chiseled when I was four. Okay, you didn't have you fatty. You didn't make a decision for yourself. It wasn't your doing. Dude, I was a string bean my entire life. Yeah, now you're pretty, filling out pretty well. That's just the beer no. filling me out. No, your arms and your legs. You don't oh, look like a string bean. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. There's kids who, like, when you go play softball, you don't go up to bat and people are like, okay, move the outfield. You're line. right. You're right. They don't. You're right. So, also, blessing in disguise. I was fat. I was a plum my whole life. Yeah. So I would have been, I would always wish to be a string bean. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> very true. Um, all right. Little uh, world news. Uh-oh. Um, 
So full-blooded Irishman started working at my bar. Hell yeah. He, um, when he's talking fast, I got no idea what he's saying. I really got to focus in. But we were having a beer after the shift one time, and one of the guys still has a jewel. And uh, <laughs> we were like, the Irish guy was like, you guys only have like the tobacco flavor here, right? And uh, I was like, yeah, but mango used to hit just completely different. He's like, yeah, we got those in Ireland. No way. Yeah, we got like pina colada. We got like donut. We got all these and they're just jewel. And I was like, so like. So we force people in processed foods. They force people in flavored nicotine. So I was like, well, <laughs> then how, why'd you leave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You got mango jewel pods? <laughs> what fucking more do you need? Dude, I haven't had a jewel probably, like, me personally, like, owned a jewel in probably six, five years. Five I years. haven't had a rip of a jewel in probably five years. Yeah. Posh, completely different. Just yeah, kidding. no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, dude, this guy's hilarious. It's so funny. He lived in Ireland, school in Ireland, then moved to Vancouver for like six months, and now he's in the USA because he needs a work visa and stuff like that. Hell yeah. It's insane. My thing is like, how do they understand each other? Dude, his buddy came in, and they were like, when we get like six six beers in us, we can only understand each other. Nobody else would understand what's going on. That'd be so cool. Yeah, and I, I'm not doing their accent. I'm going to talk to them a little bit more and try and gather it. It's tough. It is. And, like, occasionally I'll do it, but then it sounds Scottish. Yeah. So. And there's um, a huge difference. And yeah. It's, like, offensive. Yeah, and then he started trying to do a Boston accent, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. Maybe I should try the Irish <laughs> yeah. accent. That, yeah. This is that bad. <laughs> you can't even understand what he's saying in his regular tone. Like, you can't do a fucking... Uh, Accent after yeah, that. Can't do Gaelic. I can't. I don't know how to. But also, how funny. Gaelic. <laughs> yeah. It's spelled G A E, but. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, you watching anything good? No, I actually was up in Michigan all weekend and I didn't really have any phone service and it was fucking awesome. Yep. That's your but cup of tea. I. Am going to start succession because it's finally gotten to that point where too many people are talking about it. I don't know what's going on. I feel left out. I start yep. sweating, getting hot. <laughs> so I need to be able to have these conversations. Yeah. I I watched succession for like three episodes a while ago, but I think I was watching something else and you can't binge watch two shows at the same time. Yeah. And it's going to be so tough to do it in the summer too. Because there's so many other things that I should be doing. Right. In the winter, it's so easy. It's like, there's nothing else I should be doing. Yeah. Dude, and when I look at my email, I realize how much I should be doing it all times. Oh, yeah. And in the summer, you just lose more and more time. And that's my biggest thing with shows. I'm like, I don't have any time for it. But we'll see how it goes. I mean, my life's changing pretty drastically, pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, the going out, like, I, I rarely make plans to go out and party on the weekends. I still drink, don't get me wrong. I play a lot more golf. Um, life moves pretty fast. Yeah, and it's pretty nice. Um, you don't stop to look around once in a while. You might miss it. What's that from? <laughs> Fuck. Don't you actually me. not know? I know, but I don't know it on Come the top on, of my head. dude. If you don't stop to look around. It's a little kid saying it. No. Fuck. Don't tell me. Let's just keep talking. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm never going to figure it out. I'm not yes, going to be able are. to stop thinking about this. They go to Wrigley Field. 
during the movie. One guy's always wearing a Detroit wet Red Wings jersey. He dances oh on a float. Oh, my God, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That's so bad. Yeah, that was a bad one. Speaking about moving fast. My I almost wanted deteriorating. to. <laughs> Life does move pretty fast. It does. Yeah. It does. Um, season three of I Think You Should Leave came out today. No way. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I was showing some people who didn't know what it was this weekend, and... Every reaction I get just makes me so mad and makes me hardcore judge the people who say it. And they're like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, this is the funniest thing that's ever been written. Ever, sure. (laughs) It's like, like, I don't get it. I'm like, it's, it's, and I put it in perfect terms for someone who's like, what are we about to watch? I'm like, do you know those thoughts that you have until you (laughs) say them, you think you're nuts? And then you finally say, and you're like, oh, my God, there's a whole community of people who think this. Mm-hmm. It's that. This <laughs> that, is that. That's what it is. You can't eat all the chips with the meat and the cheese on it. It's just a fact. It's just, can you can you go tell her yeah. that you guys have, like, a policy here? I'm still waiting to do that at work, dude. But I got to read the table that I'm dropping nachos Yeah, it's off. so tough. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just going to bite the bullet soon because it's just weighing on me. But the one that hit... I haven't started any of it because I just couldn't today because I knew I would not do a single thing for this if I was just binge watching season three was I think last season when they're in like a conference room and they're showing like YouTube clips that are super funny. Yeah. And like I only had like one. So when it was like my turn again, I was like, "Uh, um, I don't know. Like, and then he goes to (laughs) make a YouTube clip. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, have you guys heard? Dumbo yeah. dubbed over? <laughs> Look at me. I'm a fucking clown. Yeah. It's just the most awkward fucking situations that he puts himself in, and it's so great. And it's like the shows that give us anxiety are like, what's going to happen? We're not worried about <laughs> no, what's going to happen because it's going to be absurd, and whatever we thought in our head isn't even going to be fucking close. All right, so next Next week's episode, we'll just have a like a ten minute span where we just quote season three. For I'm a in. While. All right, I'm in. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Um, we already talked NBA, but um, now we got to talk a little bit of this WNBA. Hell yeah! The Chicago Sky have won or covered the spread every game thus far. That's all you can ask for. They just tipped off right now. Um, so we'll see if that stays true after tonight's game. They're getting crushed right now. It's 10 to 2. Oh, that's a bummer. That's fine. It's They're early. playing the dream. Uh, Kalea Copper is leading the team. Shocking, I know. Uh, but Marina um, Marina Mabry uh, from that four-team trade, we got her from Dallas, is our second leading scorer. So that's working out well. And uh, Courtney, the new Courtney on the team, Courtney Williams, she's not new to the team, is leading the team in rebounds. Guess what position she is? Point guard. Uh, Yeah, she's a guard. Hell yeah. Leading our team in rebounds. She's averaging 8.3 rebounds a game. We fucking love that. She had 23 and 8 assists. Yeah. No, Marina Mabry did, sorry. Yeah. 23 points and 8 assists in the last game against Dallas. They won 94 to 88. And they have Arika Agab. Agunbowale, sorry. She's the leading scorer for the WNBA right now. She's fantastic. Yeah, I believe she, she Notre Dame. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I believe yeah. she went, yes. She, she hit a crazy Dame. shot in Women's March Madness yes. like a couple of years ago. Yes. Yeah. I uh, think a few. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I think she did like three 
in the same tournament. Yeah, Duncan Robinson needs to call her. Yeah, so she's uh, leading the league in scoring. Um, shocker, the Aces are undefeated. Their closest margin was nine. They won by 41, then nine, then 28, then 21. Yeah, they're really, really good. They're and scary. I said that I was going to take the field. I didn't do it as previously stated. I can't get any money in right now. I still want to do it just based <laughs> on the fact that New York has lost the game already. Yeah. And that's all it takes for me. But <laughs> The uh, aces look unbeatable. Yeah, Las Vegas is on the rise. They're getting, <laughs> yeah, they're they're getting a baseball team. They got a football team. They're mm-hmm. hockey teams in the Stanley Cup Finals. Some pe- some te- some people can't have it all, and Vegas has it all right Vegas now. has everything currently. Um, you mentioned Liberty. After their opening night loss, they are undefeated. Granted, that's only two wins in a row. They play again tonight. Brianna Stewart is leading them uh, with an average of 26 points and 10 boards a game. I'm trying to think of a comp if you gave... Anthony like, Davis at Kentucky. No, like giving Sabrina Ionescu Brianna Stewart. It would be like giving... Steve Nash. No, giving Luka Doncic Nicole Jokic. <laughs> like, Sabrina's so damn good on That's her own, a great like, Almost averaging a triple-double. Yeah. Everybody needs help in today's basketball. Mm-hmm. And Brianna Stewart is the top of the help. Yeah. Brianna Stewart and Sabrina are kind of like the Steve Nash, Mari Stoudemire. Yeah, combo. perfect. Even better. <laughs> Fucking insane. It'll be great if it does end up being New York versus Las Vegas. Because that series will fuck. Yeah. And it'll blow ratings out of the water, which yeah. they need. Mm-hmm. And I hope we can provide a little bit of a different perspective. Do we have a date for the Sky game? Um, I it, As of right now, it's July 28th. But I don't know. They up their prices. And they're not helping us in any way. <laughs> we can't give in. I know, we can't not go, too. We can't so. not go, but we can't give him because then they just turn into every other team. Right. So, I'm I'm at a loss, but we'll see. We'll <laughs> figure it I out. I still want to support so him. so far away. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Connecticut Sun are at a 3-1 and one record, which nobody thought would happen, and Dewana Bonner is leading them with 17 points a game. Best name in sports. Best name in sports. Because no one ever first time pronounces it that. No. They put a U in her name. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't have one. Do you? <laughs> Do you? Do you want to? And people will be like, you know, that's sexist. But we're a WNBA podcast. We're a Sky podcast. So I don't want to fucking hear that. And in life, some things are just given to you and put on a plate. And you got to eat it. Yeah. And so, it helps well, that not she's boners, leading <laughs> her team. And Elena Deldon still playing and averaging like 21 points a game, which is really not good. Is she with Connecticut as well? No, she's with uh, Washington. Oh, we just lost to them by two. Yeah. So, um, but <sighs> we we were underdogs by four and a half. Oh, so, yeah. covered that spread. That's all that matters in a rebuild season. Absolutely. Um, Do you think they think about it? I don't know. So, I think that, I think that NBA does. For sure. I don't know if the WNBA does just yet. Yeah, I think they're just more focused on growing the game. Right. Rather than... And they should be because the game is growing. And I think a lot to do with that is that the athletes in the WNBA are becoming their own personalities as well. Absolutely. Like Kelsey Plum is somewhat becoming... Like if you watch the WNBA, you know Kelsey Plum... Uh, Candace Parker growing the game in every way she can. Yeah. Even though she left, 
it's impossible not to love her. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. There's something about a lefty basketball shot that when you're really good, it just makes it feel like you're better than you are, <laughs> even though she's probably the best in the WNBA right now. And I don't mean that to take away from it, but it's just like the lefty jump shot is just so smooth. Kelsey? Yeah. Yeah. Joe Ingles? Yeah. <laughs> James Harden sometimes. Michael Red. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I saw Joe. There's been those reels popping up where it's just like, fuck it, random person highlights. And I saw the fuck it, Joe Ingles <laughs> mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> it was butter, dude. Yeah, he shoots from behind his head. Yeah, he really does. And he's got to figure it out. But um, Figure it out. So, like you said, it's still probably aces or liberty. Um, but if this guy just make a little bit of run and just hold their own this entire year, it's a success. Hell yeah. Um, all right. Who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> For real. This uh this part of our area is just like what does a week change with baseball? Yeah, and then we go back to what we always talk about in limbo. Yeah. But actually been better lately with the Cubs. It's just absolute fucking dog shit. So I'm I'm <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, the Sox are just indifferent. Like, I don't... Like, Eloy came back, sure. The emotional toll of Liam Hendricks coming back last night, tears. Yeah, but like I said earlier, you just got to know... Read the fucking room with Liam Hendricks. He comes in to face Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Mm -hmm. Like, what, what the fuck are you doing? And I understand you beat cancer, you can beat anything. But it doesn't matter. This is still professional <laughs> sports. Yeah. Like, bring him in, fucking up 10 runs. Right. With 7, 8, 9 coming up. And let him just get his fucking confidence back. I agree. <laughs> but no. Here's fucking Brandon Drury, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, and Taylor Ward for you. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Isn't it crazy that those four names, everybody knows, <laughs> yeah. but the Angels are still terrible. Yeah. Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Still playing. Rendon. Yep. He rarely plays, though. Um, speaking of show, the it just came out. There's like a couple people still in the mix, but the Dodgers are head lead to land show. This would be the one that finally took me over the edge because I've always been like, you know, what the rules call for, it, they're not exploiting it. They just have more money, and I think that's a problem with baseball. I don't know if they're ever going to fix it because they never fix anything in baseball. So I would always be like, you know, they have the money. They're obviously going to get them. Do something about it, and they do nothing. But this Shohei one would make me really contradict myself because that's just stupid. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. He shouldn't be a fucking Dodger. And then even though I'm so mad at the Anaheim Angels for never figuring it out with Trout first and then him, it would still be such a fucking slap in the face if he went to go join the Dodgers. Yes, it would. It would put me over the edge, too. I would just love, I would never want them to succeed. Yeah. And I got cousins who send me Dodger stuff, and we both hate Craig, Craig Krimble. <laughs> I, I don't, he doesn't even deserve his, not, his name to be pronounced correctly. So, like, we have some similarities, and, like, we have Joe Kelly from them, but if they get Shoei Otoni, I'm done. Yeah. I don't and want them to succeed either. With where both our teams are right now, we're looking for teams to root for in the playoffs. And to root against. Right. And they sure as hell ain't going to be us. Mm -mm. So, this would really suck. Yeah. What would be, would be really cool is if you came to the Cubs. That would be for you. But they're still, they're, 
there was a little sprinkle of talk when they were good. Now it's just all gone. Yeah. Because yeah. why would you come here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to the fucking games. Yeah, you Darvish's name doesn't carry that much weight. <laughs> yeah, but now that the only positive I'm taking from Nick Madrigal is getting sent down is that we need a roster spot. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, all he is does Cody is, Hoyer even on the team. Anymore? I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm more mad about Nick Madrigal getting set down because all he does is hit like 275 and above, so it doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. Um, try Nico at third base. I mean, you're not good, dude. Why was Why was Nick Madrigal ever playing third base? Because he can't throw that far. Because he just hits, man. Yeah, I guess. But like his arm. Tops out at second base. I couldn't agree anymore. Yeah. So, like, just play second base. Right. Or DH. Right. I mean, who else Who else would get a DH? This is also an organization that didn't have Christopher Morrell on the starting uh, opening day lineup and has come up and hit 15 home runs in nine games. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, he's got more home runs than, like, plate appearances. Um, and that's really hard to do. Our last guy from the World Series team came back and got fucking shelled, so that's cool too. <laughs> Kyle Hendricks. Oh yeah? Yeah. I mean Where the fuck is he? Um he should be lost because the <laughs> game does not sit under ninety seven miles an hour anymore. No, it does not. And he's never touched it in his life. Uh uh-uh. uh. He could be throwing from three feet away. So where is he? He uh, he started last week and got fucking oh, shelled. He was still, hurt. Still in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He's on the couch. I thought I was like, did he go somewhere? <laughs> That's so bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. He's still on the like third most famous baseball team of all time, and nobody fucking knows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't. Uh, this guy Mike Talkman, who's coming in, he's got a couple RBIs because obviously, like we talked about, we only look at the scoring plays of games, mm-hmm. and they're on marquee, which I don't have anymore, which is a real fucking shame. Yeah. But they're making baseball accessible easier for the uh, general fan. Um, he's. I see him in the lineup, and I don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah. There's a lot of teams with that kind of vibe going on right now. Yeah, yeah, but this is the third, being Jenner's third most famous team in baseball. I think they're number one. Oh, yeah. In your world, they are. Yeah. Um, speaking of another team that has a huge market, uh, the Yankees might be figuring it out. Yeah, that would be tough for everybody. I think their main worry was pitching, and they're starting to figure that out. I mean, you have a lineup with Rizzo, Stanton, Judge, Gliber, DJ LeMayhew, DJ LeMayhew, Gabriel Torres. Yeah, Anthony Volpe hitting a little bit harder. Um, I do see a lot of things, and it makes me feel good that even the Yankees are doing it with uh, Aaron Hicks still playing all the yeah. time, like their Lori yeah. Garcia. That made me feel a little bit better. I know, it's isn't, not that just nice? <laughs> isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? To see like other fan, yeah, every other fan base being like, why is this guy still on our roster? We're not alone. Yeah. We're not alone. I <laughs> uh, judges maybe plus 220 at best to Homer every game. Keep it. We talked about this though. Like, you should take it. You should because that's plus, and any plus odds you can get should be taken. Yeah, and it should be minus because there's a 50% chance this guy goes deep. Yeah. Um, teams on my shit list. I don't know if you've been gambling enough on baseball to have this, but. The Reds, the Cincinnati Reds are on my shit list so much so that I might just become a fan of them. They're on my shit list right now because I think the Cubs got swept by them. 
and then they beat the Rays 1-0 to zero the next day. They do the opposite of what I want them to every single time I include them in a bet. Yeah, and all their players can suck me too, especially I want, Spencer Steer. Yeah, Spencer Steer, for real. Like, I want you to get one hit. Nope. Next day, nine. Well, we talked about it before, too, with baseball. It's like I bet on baseball probably like every other day. Mm-hmm. So on the off days that I don't bet baseball, Spencer Homer, Steer Homer, goes four Homer, for four. Homer, yeah. Homer, 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 Homer. It's just, I got to bet more. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer to everything. Um, the Pirates seem to be finding out who they are more, three and seven in their last ten. The yeah. NL Central is so fucking bad. This is the last ten for every single team. Four and six, three and seven, five and five, four and six, and five and five. It's right in the middle. And below. It's, it's But it's every team. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, and the NL East is the same way. Uh, the NL West is pretty close, too. Does everybody suck? No, the AL East is insane. Yeah, the AL East is really good, and the NL West is good, and seeing Texas at top isn't forever going to make me happy. The AL Central is really bad. Yeah, the, the Oakland A's are really holding the regression of the mean in the AL West at 11-45. and 45. <laughs> Their win percentage is 196. Holy shnikes. Dude, at least we're not the A's because the... The pinnacle of your existence is a movie where you lose. <laughs> I was actually just watching it the other day. <laughs> best movie, best baseball movie, probably in the last couple of years. Might be up there. If you want to include Major League and Bill Durham, totally understandable. But Moneyball is one of the best movies ever. Yeah. And it's about a team that just... Wins a couple times and then ultimately gets their hearts ripped out. Yeah, and kick them while they're down again, too. It's like we talk about the White Sox moving, joking and shit, but imagine having this bad of a season and not being able to say, well, maybe next year. <laughs> That's got to be the worst place as a fan. Yeah. There is no next year. Yeah. Oh, Also, I don't know if you heard, the Arizona Coyotes are probably going to be moved. Really? Yeah, the yeah. hockey team. They were supposed to be building a new stadium. Yeah, they're going to get moved. Good. Yeah. Good. But we're on baseball. Oh, man. Arizona's a bad place. Yeah, they're not good. But the Diamondbacks are Oh, the Diamondbacks are good. They're in second place behind the Dodgers. Yeah. And how funny, how bad would that be? Fucking Diamondbacks trying to battle with the fucking Dodgers, and then here comes Shea (laughs) Tuesday. Nice try. Yeah. Maybe again. Maybe next year because you don't have enough money. It has nothing to do with your play, your coaching, the team camaraderie, nothing. You just don't have as much money as the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, I think this question is going to be fun, but I'm not entirely sure. So the projected playoff picture right now, um, in the AL, it's the Rays, the Rangers, the Twins, then the Orioles, Yankees, and Astros. In the NL, it's the Dodgers, Braves, Brewers, D-backs, Giants, Miami. Pick the two you'd least like to see and the two you'd most like to see win it. If it happened to start right now. Two least I'd be pissed about if they did win it would be Milwaukee and the Yankees, of course. And then who I would want to see win it is obviously the Rangers. And then I love Luis Arias. Like, I love him so much. Yep. 
when I we talk about baseball, I'm mm-hmm. simpleton, and we talk about how <laughs> their expectations are too low. This guy hits 400. And he's real fast. Yeah, and he's real good. He's real humble. and For he now. Play, and he, yeah, for <laughs> now, for sure. And he plays second base. Yeah. Which the, second basemen don't hit. No. Except for the Rangers, too, and Corey Seager. Yeah. Who was oh, a shit. fucking mammoth of a man. Yeah, so my he, two, he, fit, my two teams. Two second two basemen teams. hit. Yeah, you're solid second baseman. <laughs> Is there ever- I think it's kind of a judgment on the Nick Madrigal and then also the Lurie Garcia that just had to play second base for a millennia. Yeah, just in her subconscious <laughs> wanting a second baseman who could play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Am I starting to like Jose Altuve? <laughs> How do things progressively get worse? <laughs> we think we're at our worst, and then all of a sudden, it still gets worse. Like, I was talking about this in real life today, too, in a situation that happened. I'm like, but all you have is hope. And it's like, it's, at what point do you, do you give up hope? I'll never do it. I, I'm positive I'll never do it. But, like, I can see how people do. <laughs> It's so dark. It is. It is dark. Oh, my God. It's the hope that kills you. Yeah. Because it's so bad because we're not even asking for a lot. Yeah. We're not. We're asking for our position players to be able to play that position. Yeah. And while we're on the topic of the position, well, actually, let me do my things because I do have to talk about the White Sox just at least a little bit. No, absolutely. They're um, relevant. Once, once the Cubs go five games under 500, they're irrelevant. Yep. Um, two teams I would not want to win. Uh, obviously, I don't want the Astros to go back-to-back. Um, and then I don't want to see the Dodgers. Um, the Yankees, I think I could stomach just because of how good and fun Judge is, like yeah. as a person. Yeah. I feel like I don't interact with any Yankees fans where it would ruin my life if they won. If I was in New York as a Chicago fan, absolutely, Yankees would be number one. Never win, please. Yeah. Um, but right now, it's the Astros and the Dodgers. Like, I just don't like what the Dodgers... Like, Max Muncie is the hardest-hitting player on the Dodgers. Why? Yeah. Why? He's, like, their eighth-best player. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. I am with you with the Rangers. Um, and I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks instead of Miami. Um Corbin Carroll is a lot of fun, and I just see him as an RBI machine every time I upload. Like, because there's no chance I can ever watch a Diamondbacks game, right? So anytime I look, it's just like Corbin Carroll either homered or RBI double. Yeah. So I don't know how many RBIs he has, but when I look at the game, he does have one. And I think every time I bet home run parlays, I could have just bet an RBI parlay for a lesser payout. Oh yeah, every time. Yeah. Anthony Rizzo, home run. Nope, but 10 RBIs. Anthony Rizzo, double, deep left field. <laughs> like, dude, ESPN's getting so fucked up with this shit because I bet a lot of soccer, too, because it's on right away in the morning, and I actually love watching it. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, like, Man City's first half or whatever, and I could, it wasn't on TV or I was at work or whatever, and I saw the replay, and it, it says, it used to just say, shot missed. Now it's at Erling Holland header from three feet away just misses over the top bar. I'm like, that's just mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every RBI and every Homer guy is, oh, deep shot to left field off the wall. 
yeah. could have almost had a inside the park home run, but didn't decided to stop at third. It's the best when you bet somebody to home run and then you see Aaron Judge robs blank of a home run <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on top ten what the next the day, fuck, dude. Yeah, so tough. Well, baseball is so crazy too because it's never on TV, so mm-hmm. you're always watching. You're always checking alerts. the apps. Yeah, it's like. <sighs> Whatever we're gonna, it it has to happen soon. It just has to. Whatever. Uh, oh, we got Shane Mack versus Hendricks tonight in the Cubs fucking Rays. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh God, Rays minus a bajillion. Yeah, because he's the goat. Yeah. Um, but I do just a couple things on the socks. I'm not fully back like i know we're gonna win the division and i know you think it's a joke but it's just gonna be so funny to see how it happens i don't see a world in which it doesn't call me delusional say whatever you want (laughs) but i honestly do not see a world in which we don't win this division what we're doing defensively has never will never and doesn't make sense period yeah we eloy first came back Let's DH him. Make sure he's not getting sprung in too quickly. Nope. Right field. <laughs> right field. Right field. He doesn't even really regularly play right field. No. <laughs> no. Why not, though? Yeah, dude, I don't see why not. Um, Johan Mankata, struggling at bat. Gold glove at third base, sure. Jake Berger, hitting the shit out of the ball. But if he doesn't DH and Johan wants to play... Because this is a team of, do I want to play or do I not want to yeah. play without a leader? Winning the division, though. Right, winning the division, for <laughs> sure. Hands down. That's why it's going to be so funny. That's why it's going to be hilarious. Why not try Yoan Mankata at the position he was a prospect at? Yeah. Which is second base. Yeah. What do we not have? Second base. Second base. <laughs> How old is the player currently playing second base every once in a while? 35. Sure. Elvis Andrews, I would have said that he's 46. Oh, I think he actually might be older than 35. No, I know. But Romy Gonzalez has been playing second base, and he has been he has homered in the last two games, so good for him. And they're just line drives that just have enough to get over the fence. He just looks like he should be doing that, though. Right. 100%. He's a handsome fella. He's got the baseball look, and he should be able to do the little clean glove flick. Yep. And get a double. That might have enough oomph to get over the fence. Yeah, every now and then. But in a perfect world, why not just throw one of our pitchers who's uh, like a pouty little baby boy um, throwing to Yasmani who runs at the pace of um, like an elevator that is broken. (laughs) And Andrew Vaughn at first base where he should just always be. Then Yohan Mankata, Tim Anderson, Jake Berger. Where's your DH? Oh, wait. Eloy, he's in the dugout. Great. Perfect. Yeah. Andrew yep. Benatendi, Luis Robert, and let's just put Clint Fla- Frazier out there. Why not? Nice let's keep field. him. Let's do that. He's mashing since he came to the White Sox. Let's do that, huh? I don't, I really, I don't know what they're doing. Right. Like, you're trying everybody else at second base, and they even had the audacity to say, we might try Berger in the outfield. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's just it's the m- big chubby bald dude in the outfield. <laughs> I wish I hope he wears his third base glove out there because his third base glove is so tiny, so tiny. <laughs> and sure, he's a defensive liability. But if he lets up two runs and hits a three run bomb, who cares? Right. 
Yohan Moncada is not hitting your home run. Sure, he's an absolute wall at third base with a cannon that probably should be at third. But he was a second base prospect. And he, that's what this shit happens in sports. You got to be able to change. Right. And Jake Berger has a radius of about probably 19 burgers left to right. And that's all you need. And that's all you need at third base. Right. Yohan Moncada has speed, he has agility. Sure, it's not the fastest, but it's fastest comparatively to who else we're thinking of trying to put at second base. I agree. So, defensively, I don't know why, because we mix up our lineup so much. Why not mix up our defense in ways that make sense? Absolutely. Just give it a fucking try. Just try it. Just Things give it. aren't going well. <laughs> Switch. <laughs> Switch. It's just like, I get it for myself. Right? I get it. I understand. I don't change things. Yeah. And nothing changes. I'm not a fucking Major League Baseball coach. And it's the crazy. I also don't have 12 other guys that can help me. <laughs> I only have me. Right. It's also so funny. Like, every time you've played baseball, in, like, if you played on a travel team or you played in high school, if you weren't hitting, you got moved down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if you hit well back there, you didn't lose your spot. You'll go back up. Get your swing back. Get it intact. T.A., we just forced him back at number one, and he couldn't catch up, couldn't catch up. He's been adamant that he doesn't like the pitch clock, so give him the first at-bat every game, right? Yep. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> give him six once in a while. Why not? Nope, let's just let him figure it out. Luis Robert went, like, hitless for three straight games after hitting a home run 19 times out of four at-bats. Put him down in the lineup if he can't. Like, go at five. What's the difference from three to five? Right. And people are like, oh, in baseball, it could take weeks. It could take months. It's been three fucking years. Yeah. Change something. Right. Like, the biggest change we did was send Lori Garcia down. And then we just stopped changing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we did ask for that. We did ask for that. <laughs> so, I can't be, like, too upset about the whole scenario. Yeah, but we can't also be happy about getting one cookie when there was five on the table. <laughs> Exactly. Like, I, I grabbed the one, I put it in my pocket, and the next time I looked up, all the cookies were yeah, gone. Should can, I have tried to grab more cookies? Sure, but I didn't want all crumbs in my hand. You can get mad at people for being greedy when they get something awesome. Right. Louis Garcia getting sent down is wasn't something awesome. It was a necessity. Right. It was like <laughs> finding $1 in your pocket yeah. after you just spent 500 <laughs> You're leaving Jerry the casino. You're sitting out there. They're not going to ask me to sell the team anymore. You're, you're <laughs> leaving the casino after a mind-bending experience, and you find a $5 bill in your sock. Yeah. That's what Lurie Garcia <laughs> getting sent down was. It's like, okay, well, it's something, and we should And this may be all we have left. <laughs> <laughs> At least I have $5. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So I don't think it'll ever happen. Uh, I don't know why it will never happen because if we're experimenting with all these things and the word on the street is that we're just going to sell at the deadline, why not have some fun along the way? And now I think we're not selling because we won a couple games and we're still fourth out of five in our division. But it's also like just with this podcast, people are like, what do you guys talk about? And we're like, we're just crazy fans who – don't know anything, and we use this as an outlet because we're just going to do this at the bar anyway, so might as well record it. I think we think the exact same way as the White Sox organization does because nothing fucking changes. <laughs> like, what we're asking for doesn't seem astronomical. No. 
but they still don't change. Right. Like when, when people are like, ask for anything. Like when you're when it's your birthday coming up. Like, what do you want? Oh, ask for wait, anything. Sorry, I totally missed my point. Oh, I was saying like that we talk about crazy shit and maybe you shouldn't listen to us. Yeah. But like, I'm starting to think that maybe they should. Sorry, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> there, Holy there shnikes! Go. Kendrick Perkins came up, and all I heard in my brain. <laughs> mode, 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 mode. But it's like, oh yeah, you guys are crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. But it's like, maybe we do. I think we do. I think we're just a different uh, POV. Yeah. Different what vantage what, what point. do we ask for our teams to do? Spend the money that they have to get really good players. Hey, who's who's players. the best team in the MLB right now? The Braves. Second best team in the MLB right now. <laughs> the Dodgers. The, the Texas Rangers. <laughs> the Texas Rangers. What did they do? They spent the money. They paid their fucking players. They, they actually extended, are the second best team. Oh, nice. They extended Corey Seager, which I was hoping that they wouldn't because what do we need? A second baseman. <laughs> Um, they went and got to Grom. Sure, he's injured. We th- I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. But, yes, they are pulling out the checkbook, and they're like, that guy's good. He doesn't want to be where he is currently, so let's bring him here for this check. Right, so maybe we're not that fucking crazy. You're trading just a piece of paper. Maybe, in certain ways, a couple pieces of paper. And the thing is, too, we would all love to be proven wrong. Yeah, I would love to be proven wrong and be like, okay, I can go back down to where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, I think I'm smarter than the general managers and the owners of Chicago sports teams. Right. Because I would love for willing. them to try the stupid shit that I'm telling them to do and then it not work out. Right. And then I could be like, okay, I'll shut up. Yeah. Put you on Makata. But this has been three fucking years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like at a certain point, something has to change. When there's 19 reds in roulette in a row... You know there's still a 50-50 chance, but eventually something has to it's change. Be black. It doesn't statistically have to happen, no, but, but it, it does. does. But it does. And, like, <laughs> it's so funny because you moved one position to another position. They got really good at that position. But now that other position is vacant and really needs filling, and we have somebody else at the new position. You can't ask him to do too much. Right. We it's not like out a one. coach has ever asked you to do something out of your comfort zone <laughs> while playing the sport you no. love. No. Not even in Little League. Never. Fucking A, man. I it's, told my coach I didn't want to play the outfield because I was a shortstop in house league. I love the outfield now. If they told me to go back to short, I'd do it. I'm in such a bad place right now with Chicago sports. I'm going to start rooting for the White Sox. Whoa. Yep. That's bad, dude. I don't even know if I want you to do that. No, I want to. I'm going to start rooting for the White Sox. I'm not going to bet against them. I'm not going to bet on them. I'm just going to start rooting for them. We need something. We need something to get things going. Yeah. God, get us to September with some fun. Yeah. Because at least that way, then we get to look at the sexiest man on the planet. Lance Lynn. Saying Justin Fields. Oh sure. yeah, <laughs> that Lance me. Lynn is even that better. Lance Lynn has as many Jake Burgers as Jake Burger does, dude. Oh man. So we're gonna figure it out. We're a what have you done for me lately podcast, and they're not playing right now. So I guess let's go Bulls. <laughs> Jimmy Butler was not drafted. No, he was not. Undrafted free agent. God bless it. Stay hydrated for the love of God. Hope you enjoyed Memorial Day weekend. This music is by Pat Mallers and Chef Charles. Feels so good. Go outside and tell people you love you love them. Peace, love, and happiness. Yeah, so-
Shot City, come on and ride with me. Get high and catch a vibe with me. This music that make you feel good. Do it for the real ones. Do it while I still can. This is for the real fans. We're singing the longer they said the light shows. I know, I ain't so fly, don't you? Think so too. Shorty trying to come through to kick it like kung fu. On the blood cruise with the sunroof open. I'm the one who everybody love. Everybody wanna be like me. I cha cha real smooth. Do 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 do. I break rules and race roofs. Sit great goose with great juice. I make moves and I make the music and hang loose, homie. Fall back like I down. Okay, I gotta go right out la dee da dee do I feel fucking awesome Get it, got it, good, good Get it, got it, good Get it, got it, good, good Get it, got it, good Fall back like I down Okay, I gotta go right out la dee da dee do I feel fucking awesome I'm, I'ma tell you all why Ain't felt like this for a long time Can't think with the wrong mind Can't drift to the wrong tide Can't sink if it's all dry Land, one day you gotta learn to fly Curve the plot, cook it up, serve it hot Shorty thick like a car bomb Oh Lord, won't quit till it's all mine on God I've been steady trying to get in my way That's the only way that I get down Ever since I focused on my mindset Get it, 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 get it,